I feel like I should start off with a little update for y'all um, about my fire alarm. One, as you might have heard, it's still going off. And I'm just as annoyed as you are, but I literally don't know what to do about it. So suck it up, buttercup. Anyway, two, a lot of people texted me after the second episode and were like, hey, does your fire alarm detect carbon monoxide? And I was like, you know what? As a matter of fact, it does because I have a gas stove in my house. So am I getting carbon monoxide poisoning as we speak? Maybe, but maybe not. So I'm going to try to be optimistic in this scenario and say that I'm not. But who knows? Who knows? Whatever. Welcome to the 20-somethings, guys. It has been a week. And I kind of just want to dive right in. Cut the bullshit. Let's go. So as I mentioned in the last episode... This past week was my spring break, right? And this is probably the first spring break back since like COVID hit. Like obviously we've had spring break, but like this is the first most normal feeling spring break, if that makes sense. So my whole friend group was like going all out. Basically my friend group and then two other friend groups combined the friend groups and made like this giant group that was all going to go to Gulf Shores. And when I say like the whole group, like they found this giant house that was basically split off into three sections called Ledlows. Don't ask me what the fuck that means, but they were called Ledlows. So basically my friend group was going to be in a Ledlow. The other friend group was going to be in a Ledlow. And then the other friend group was going to be in the Ledlow, right? So we're all right next to each other. Well, I don't know what ended up happening, but two of the groups successfully got a Ledlow. And then one of the groups, I guess, waited too long. And so they had to get a house that was like five minutes down the road. So we were already off to a rocky start because we were going to have this random ass group renting out the third Ledlow. But whatever, we were going to roll with the punches. Well, it's Friday night. I had just finished recording the episode and I was like packing and everything. And basically the girl from my friend group that was like in charge of renting out our Ludlow and all that stuff and like kind of doing all the logistics with it sends this group chat message where she's basically like hey guys bad news so basically to my understanding the girl who owns the house texted her and was like hey there's construction on this strip and I guess someone hit a power line and there's no power on any of the houses in this strip which includes the house of the third friend group right so she's basically like y'all can't come down. This is a huge liability. There's no power like on the strip, especially like not at the lead lows. So y'all cannot come down. And so we all start flipping our shit. And basically the rental company was like, we could either give y'all a refund or we can put the 20 people that were supposed to be in these two lead lows in this 10 person house in a six person condo that are like five minutes away from each other. And our friend group was like, okay, well, one, how would sleeping arrangements work? And two, that only fits 16 people. So like logistically, like it just wasn't making sense, right? And so we start looking at other houses like last minute. Like I am telling y'all, this is like Friday at 7 p.m. And we were supposed to be leaving for the beach Saturday at 9 a.m., right? So we're all like flipping our shit right now. Well, someone finds this like ginormous house that's supposed to sleep 26 people. It's oceanfront. It's like five minutes from the original Ledlow's, like the whole nine yards. So we're like, dude, book it. Well, Here's the thing with that. If we were to get the refund from the original vacation rental spot, we were going to have to wait three to five business days for all of our money to come in. But someone in the friend group was like generous enough to be like, hey, I have enough money to cover it as long as y'all pay me back like immediately after the refund hits y'all's banks. So we were like, of course, put it down. We're going to the beach tomorrow, whatever. 
take in mind this house is on verbo i've rented from verbo my dad has rented from verbo i thought it was a pretty reliable app right and so we're like yes book it and so then she texts the group chat after she like books it and she's like it's booked however we have to wait for the owner of the house to approve the rental and so the 20 people that were supposed to be in the Ludlow's are like rubbing their crystals, praying to God that this man sees the request and like approves it by tomorrow morning. And so the next morning, we're all kind of playing it by ear and there's still no approval, right? And at this point, it's like noon-ish. And so everyone's kind of getting impatient. And we find this man's LinkedIn. We find his Facebook. Someone finds his phone number. Everyone's calling him. I'm pretty sure he blocked some of us because we were being so annoying. And I feel so sorry for this man. And it was like this whole thing. Everyone was pissed off. Like the group chat name changed to fuck and then this guy's name, right? I'm not going to say his name, obviously, because he actually had nothing to do with it, but I'm getting ahead of myself. But yeah, we were pissed off. Like we were finding this man's information all over the internet and we were spamming him. Finally, around like five o'clock, he responds to one of us and he's like, hey, I'm out of the office today. What dates were you looking at? And my friend is literally like, dude, we literally just need you to go on Verbo and accept our damn request. Like, we just need to get to the beach, like, immediately. Like, at this point, if we leave right now, we're getting there at nighttime. Like, we already wasted a day. Like, we just need you to freaking accept this damn request. And what this man says next shook us all to the damn core. He goes, oh, if you try to book it in the past 24 hours, it's a scam. And we were like, huh? It's literally on Verbo. Like, what do you mean it's a scam? And so we all go looking at the listing. The listing is gone, like non-existent. And there are about four other listings with the exact same house's picture as the cover. So we were like, what the hell? The girl that like offered to pay the amount in full has to cancel her card, like the whole nine yards, right? So we're all kind of like flipping our shit and we all arranged to meet up at my friend's apartment and we're just kind of going through the scenarios and the girl that owns the Ledlows is still texting like our friend that kind of set everything up, right? And she's like, hey, there's a possibility that I could get an electrician down here like tomorrow morning. Like if tomorrow morning um, there's power, y'all can come down. So we're over here like kissing the ground that this woman is walking on. Well, little do we know that she doesn't know that we've already requested a refund and we're contacting Verbo and we're like hey homies is there a way to backtrack on that and they were like no it's being processed like that money is no longer in our possession like it's like in the medium between us and the bank so no so basically we couldn't go anywhere because like we found other houses we could have rented but take in mind that since the refund is still being processed, the refund hasn't hit the bank yet, right? So we're still down that money. And now the girl that could have paid in full is also down money because she had to cancel her card because we almost got scammed out of $6,000. So needless to say, it was a very sad night. All while this is happening, take in mind that the third house, the ones that didn't get the third Ludlow that had to rent a different house, they all still got to go to the beach. <laughs> so that's like one third of this giant friend group that's at the beach. And the rest of us are just like the most depressed I think I've ever seen a collective group of people be. 
So after we figured out that we were just not going to be able to go to the beach, we were like, okay, if we have to stay in Birmingham, let's at least make the most out of this. And not to mention, I am one of the last people in my friend group to turn 21. Like I am, I think there's only one other person we're waiting on, but I'm pretty much the baby of the group, right? So at this point, all of us are 21. And so we're like, it's spring break. Situation sucks, but it's probably the first spring break we've had normal and we can all drink. So let's do something every day. So now let me run y'all through what my staycation at Birmingham was like. To add on to the series of unfortunate events, I had told my parents that I was going to be out of town till Thursday. So my dad had taken my car into the shop and it wasn't going to be ready until like Friday or something like that. So I didn't have a car for that entire week. But shout out Rachel and Jack for always picking me up whenever we were all hang out. Um, I know gas isn't cheap right now. So love y'all. Anyway, so yeah, that wasn't an issue, but it was a definite inconvenience. But anyway, for the first day, I guess you could say, of spring break, it was Sunday. We were like, let's do bottomless mimosas for brunch. Um, great idea. However, none of us woke up on time. So we were like, let's just do Marg's at this Mexican restaurant downtown. And to paint this picture for y'all, it is noon and we are definitely getting mixed in with the church crowd. Like granny came to town for this service. Sunday best attire, you know, the slacks with the dress shoes, little dresses with the heels, the whole nine yards, right? And then there's my friend group. Um, One of us was literally wearing PJs with beer on it. Like not not like spilled beer, like pictures of little tiny beers on it and socks and chacos on. So needless to say, we were not fitting in with this crowd. And also we were ordering Marg's at like noon. But our rationality with that was, hey, if we were at the beach, this would be normal. You know, like we would be taking tequila shots at 10 a.m. Like this is this would be normal. So if anything, we should just treat this as if we were on the beach. And I was like, right, 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 right. So yeah, we drink our margs and then um, we saw that Birmingham Legion was playing, which is like our soccer team. So we're like, all right, let's go. So we all go back to my friend's apartment and one of my friends goes to his apartment to go change, right? He comes back with a box of Trulies and shooters and he's like, hey, if we're going to go to a day game, we might as well day drink, right? Someone brings out a funnel. People are funneling drinks left and right. And take in mind, the guy that was driving is like a huge soccer fan. Like he really wanted to go to this game. So he's like, yo, y'all have 10 minutes to do this shit and then I'm leaving. And if you're in my car, great. If you're not, you're Ubering. And obviously, if you have a DD, you're not going to waste that because who has $20 for an Uber, right? And so shout out him for DDing. But yeah, he was like, yo, in 10 minutes, if you're not in the car, I'm leaving. And you can either stay here or you can Uber. So Within those 10 minutes, that entire box of Trulies is gone. And there's only like five of us in this establishment, right? So we all managed to get into his car. He didn't leave us. It was great. We go to this game. By the time we're in the game, half of us are not doing too hot at all. I was doing great. But some of us, um, I won't name any names, but they know who they are. <laughs> we're not doing too hot. And then we watch this game. We don't even know what's going on. I've never been into watching soccer, but I will say the entire like environment was kind of cool. Like I wouldn't mind going to another soccer game. So yeah, we sit through this game. It's pretty good. And then 
our other friends are like, yo, we're at Avondale Brewing Company, which is like this brewery downtown. Y'all should come. So we go and there's even more drinks. And while we're at Avondale, they're like, hey, we should do a Pong tournament. And so we go back to someone's apartment and we start this Pong tournament. Very not planned, right? And I'm just going to go ahead and apologize to my Pong partner because I've played Pong approximately three times. And I told him this, right? I told him this, but I'm pretty sure he didn't have a backup and I also did not have a backup. So he was kind of stuck with me. Um, So he knew I sucked, but I was especially bad this night. Um, I'm pretty sure we came in dead last out of like, what was it, like six pairs. So if you're listening to this, so sorry, dude. But I don't think you care that much. But it was pretty good. It was pretty fun. And so, yeah, that was Sunday. But my tolerance is pretty high. um, And I don't usually get hungover. So that's why last week when I was hungover after my 21st birthday, I literally felt like I was dying because I don't think I've ever experienced a hangover like that. Um, But yeah, I was fine for work on Monday and then I worked Tuesday and then we all planned to do a day trip to Atlanta on Wednesday because the group that actually got to go to the beach was coming back on Thursday. So we were like, all right, we won't have as much FOMO on Thursday and Friday because like they're going to be back and like we can just all hang out as a group. But like on Wednesday, we should do something like big, like we should go on a day trip because as much as I love Birmingham, we all just kind of needed to get out of there and it was already a bummer that we couldn't go to the beach. So we were like, all right, let's go to Atlanta. And for some reason, my friend group really just wanted to go to the Coke factory, like the world of Coke with the giant polar bear and the drinking spouts and stuff. So we get up very early on Wednesday and we're supposed to hit the road at eight, right? We don't all get to my friend's apartment until 830. And then we're like, oh, we should probably pick up breakfast. And so we have to go to Chick-fil-A, we have to get food, and we're literally not on the road until 9.30. So we had a late start, to say the least. Um, But the car ride was fine, it was fun, jams were going, stories were flowing, the whole nine yards. So when we get to Atlanta, I love this restaurant called Bar Taco, and if you've never been there, you just have to. Like, the tacos are so good, they're small, but they're so good, and like, their esquites, which is like corn on the cob with like seasoning and stuff like that. It's so good. And their cucumber salad. Anyway, getting carried away, but it's so good. You definitely have to go try it if you're ever in Atlanta. But like I said, we're all 21 now. I really wanted to get a marg. So we all get margs and they're 11 bucks and they're like kind of small. So we were like, all right, if they're 11 bucks, this thing better get me to the moon within two sips and at first I wasn't feeling it because you couldn't taste the alcohol I was like this is really good for a margarita but I like I doubt there's any alcohol in it there was definitely alcohol in it me and my other friend who had just turned 21 after one of those we were like yo why are fingers kind of tingling but they were so good they were really good I highly recommend so we were supposed to go straight to the coke factory after bar taco but we were like, hey, we're right next to Pond City Market. Let's just go and get like more drinks, right? Well, we get there and all of the drinking places are like sit down restaurants. And we're like, no, we like kind of want to walk around like the whole nine yards. We find this tap room and everyone that wanted a beer gets a beer. I'm not personally a super big beer drinker. I think it tastes like yeast water, which is literally exactly what it is. Um, so I'm not a big fan. However, they get it and I'm like kind of taste testing some of these and some of them are like sours and one of them literally just tasted like Moscato 
with like a little kick at the end but I was like no like I'm just gonna wait and see if like we see any drinks that like we can just walk around with we find this one spot with like to-go drinks um and we literally just wanted them so that we could walk around in the stores with them and so we all order our drinks 20 bucks a piece and I was like dude I better be getting like one of those giant bong looking ones that you get in NOLA because 20 bucks for alcohol insane whatever we pay it we get our drinks and when we get them when I tell you it is like an eight ounce cup and it's only filled up halfway I was like I cannot believe I paid 20 bucks for essentially a shot of tequila and it wasn't even good it wasn't even good that's the kicker here but we were like whatever we already bought them they're already made like nothing we can do about it now we drink them and 20 minutes later all of the people that bought drinks from that place were sloshed and we still had to go to the coke factory and so take in mind that we're at this coke factory it's a very family oriented environment and i know my friend group was pissing off some people <laughs> But the employees loved us because if you've ever been to the Coke factory, when you walk in, the first thing they do is kind of give you this rundown about like all of the antiques and like the history of Coke and all that stuff. And like the person usually asks like the audience questions and like usually it's crickets, like no one's answering except for like Bob, who's 72 and brought his grandchildren along. But my friend group was very cooperative (laughs) with the people giving the tour One of my friends was like, oh my God, I love your shirt. Like, where did you get it? And the girl was literally like, this is the uniform. It came with the job. So, so yeah, that happens. We get put into this room where we're supposed to like watch this movie and the girl like hypes it up so much. Like, she's like, this is a tearjerker. Like, it gets people in their feels. Like, this is such a good movie. We walk into the auditorium and the guy that's supposed to be playing the movie is like, "Ugh, sorry, that was the last showing of the night. Like, y'all just head that way. So that didn't really sit well with my friend group, <laughs> but whatever. And we went through the whole thing. We kind of went through it fast because we were all like so hungry. And also a lot of it was like closing down. I don't know. If, okay. We looked at the times and we got there like two hours before it closed. But for 90% of the things that we were like going in to see, they were like, sorry that was like the last showing or like whatever and we're like dude this doesn't close for like another hour and a half but we weren't going to be those people um so we just kind of went through it and we went through the whole little drinking spout or whatever and then we went to dinner we went to iron age um another atlanta recommendation if you've never been there it's basically korean barbecue and it's like a flat rate for like all you can eat meat um so you just kind of keep ordering all the meat you want but like you have to like cook it yourself I don't know. I just kind of go for the rice cakes. Them shits are fire. Like the waiter one time was like, you know, people usually only go through like one tray of rice cakes per visit. Um, But I went through seven one time. Like I could care less about the meats. Those little rice cakes. mm, 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 mm. Anyway. Yeah. And then we drove back home. We stopped at Bucky's. Um, I tried beaver nuggets, which I came to find out weren't actually nuggets. They kind of taste like the pops cereal, you know, the, the one, the yellow ones. Um, but yeah, tried those, got home, passed the fuck out. And I was supposed to edit the podcast because I had yet to do that. And I didn't start editing it until Thursday. And for some reason, I thought I was going to be able to edit it within like two hours. And then I found out that I recorded for two hours so if you were wondering why the podcast came out on saturday that is definitely why 
because it definitely took me like six hours to edit <laughs> because I didn't think I could talk that long, but apparently I did. So anyway, yes, that was my little staycation. And then everyone came back Thursday. UAB played against Houston on Friday. We lost March Madness. Um, shit was sad. Shit was sad, but at least we made it. Very proud of our team for at least making it. Um, but yeah, that was my little staycation. Moving right along to what I want to talk about this episode, I'm going to keep it on theme with spring break. And I figured what better way to do that than to give y'all my little rules for spring break or just trips in general, right? So this is my guide to doing spring break right. And I'm not saying that this is for everyone, but this is definitely like if you're traveling with me, these are my expectations and we will act accordingly, you know? Number one, actually, I don't even know why I said a number because I know I'm going to forget to number them off, but whatever. It sounded right. Number one, you will never see these people again. Fuck it. Literally, fuck it. I completely understand social anxiety. However, when I'm on trips, I'm literally like, none of these people know me, nor will they ever see me ever again in my life. Unless like I make a conscious effort to see them again. You know, like unless I go up to someone, I'm like, hey, what's your number? And we like set up a meeting time at a later date. They will never see me again. So with that being said, if you see someone that's hot, tell them. If you see a girl that you really want to be friends with, tell them. Meet as many people as you can. Like talk to everyone, compliment everyone, make friends with everyone. You will never see them again. Moving on. Number two, you can sleep when you're fucking dead. And this is what I mean by that. I did not leave Birmingham, Alabama to go take a nap. I don't give a fuck if we went to sleep at 3 a.m. We're out the door by 10 a.m. You know what I mean? Like we are seizing the day. I did not rent out an Airbnb and go to this different specified location to nap. You can sleep in the car. You can sleep on the plane. You can sleep on the bus. I don't care. We are not taking time out of our day to go back to the hotel and sleep. I did not pay for the Airbnb to be at the Airbnb. And on that note, number three, we're not eating anywhere we have at home. We are only eating local. Not to pull the we have that at home but I'm not going to the beach to eat McDonald's. I'm going to the beach to eat some oyster seaside. You know what I mean? Now with this, I completely understand if we go on a little grocery run at the beginning of the trip and we're like cooking breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever. But if we are choosing to go out and you suggest some bullshit like Zaxby's or something, no. Immediate no, your opinion no longer matters and you are done. So if we're anywhere else, we're eating local. Sorry. This also applies to drinks, and I'm not talking alcoholic ones, although I will get there. But if there are local coffee shops, we're not going to Starbucks. However, if Starbucks is like the nearest thing and like going to this local cafe would be 20 extra minutes, I completely understand that. However, we're not going to Starbucks every day if there is a local coffee shop nearby. Number four, probably the most important one. Hometown honeys are exactly that. Leave them at home. You are not about to go to a new city or a new town and mess with the same frat guy that you see every Thursday at Zydeco. That's not how we roll here. New faces equal new opportunities. So instead of being on your phone the entire time because Jeremy left you on red two hours ago and you just really want to know what he's doing in Panama City Beach, you could go meet another guy and dance on another guy and forget that Jeremy exists. Jeremy is a hometown problem. Jeremy is not a vacation problem. Get what I'm saying? Thank you. And on that note, 
If you get sad over a hometown honey, you're taking a shot and your phone is getting taken away immediately. We do not have the time to be sad over a guy that probably has his tongue down another girl's throat at Florida Bama. You know what I mean? Cut that shit out immediately. And on a similar note, all the homies get to eat. And I don't mean food. I mean, we are each other's wing woman, wing men. You know what I mean? If we're all going out to a bar in a group, we're all hooking each other up. Like, if you see me vibing with a guy, I expect you to come up and be like, oh my god, Michelle, thank you so much for helping my grandma cross the road that one time. Like, fully. Like, I help you, you help me, I scratch your back, you scratch mine, type shit. A classic little move to help you out with this one, right? Scout the bar out, and then immediately go to the bathroom. You tell your girls who you want, they tell you who they want, you make it happen, they make it happen, everyone's good to go. And it's just a fun vibe. And honestly, even if you don't go home with someone or no one goes home with you, it's still fun to like chase around at a bar, you know? And this kind of goes back to the first one. You're never going to see these people again. Just flirt for fun. I, th- I think that's the funnest thing ever. Anyway, moving along. This might be six or seven. I don't really know. If you have aux, you better have a good ass playlist. My tip for this one, make a collaborative playlist. That way, everyone can add the songs that they want. If you're playing it, everyone's going to hear something that they like. However, if you play some sad shit, you're immediately off aux. No ifs, ands, or buts. Immediately off. It's handed off to the next person. I don't care. This next one's a big one. No drama, no Karens, no bad moods. Again, you are in a different city, a different town. Don't bring some hometown drama into this environment. There's just no place for that no Karens. And okay, let me preface this by saying I completely understand being safe. If anything, I'm the most paranoid person in my friend group. So I'm probably the most likely not to be a Karen. I don't think I would ever go that far, but I am the one to be like, hey guys, did we think about this, this or this? That's fine. That's just bringing up some little precautionary items of concern. But if you're straight up like, guys, we have drinking for the past two days. Do we really want to go out tonight? Yes, we really want to go out tonight. Don't be that person. Don't bring the whole vibe down just because you want to stay in. If you want to stay in, stay in. But don't hinder the rest of the group. You know what I mean? And no bad moods. I completely understand if something goes wrong or like I know travel can be exhausting and like at the end of the trip, you're probably ready to kill everyone that you went with and ready to be home. But your energy kind of rubs off on other people. And so if one person's in a bad mood, then the whole dynamic's off. So just try not to be if you can help it, you know? And then my last one is probably the most famous saying ever. It's five o'clock somewhere, baby. And when I say this, I more so mean I don't want to hear a single bit of judgment if someone cracks open a cold one at 10 a.m. If you don't want to start drinking at 10 a.m., that's cool for you. You probably have a very healthy metabolism going on. But if someone wants to start taking shots the second that the sun is above the horizon, let them. We're at the beach or on a trip. I don't care. But we're not home. We don't have all these worries and stresses, right? Let people live a little, you know? Similar to that and my final remark, calories and carbs do not count. I don't want to hear shit about how many macros are in this. We're at the beach or we're on a trip. I don't care. I keep saying the beach because it's spring break, but I don't care. I do not care how many carbs are in the fucking po' boy that I'm about to down. We are on vacation. 
I do not care that for the past three days, my diet has been a couple of chips and iced coffee and straight vodka. I do not care. We can get back to the whole meal planning, calorie deficit type shit once we're back home. Capiche? Capiche. So yeah, if you're ever traveling with me or on vacation with me or on spring break with me or whatever the fuck, this is probably what I'm going to go based off of. I feel like this is pretty much common sense. So I would love to hear any of the other ones y'all have, especially if they're like super out there. But on to my top songs of the week. My first one is Daydreaming by Jack and Jack. This came up on my Discover Weekly for Spotify, and I was like, damn, this is a really good song. And when I went to go save it, I busted out laughing because I haven't heard any of their songs since Like That came out. And if you know that song, you know that song. That song had a chokehold on me in like 2016, and it still does. Like, I know every word verbatim. It's so good. It's so good. But yeah, that was number one. Number two is Supercuts by Jeremy Zucker. Cause I don't wanna be someone who makes you happy that lets you down. We both feel crappy. I hate your friends when this shit ends. We're alright. It's so good, but I get him and Dominic fight confused all the time. Um, and I hope that doesn't come back to bite me in the butt later. But yeah, it's it's a it's a really good song. And the final one for the week is Blessing by Budo. I, I don't know if I said that right, but sorry if I didn't. What you doing tonight? Baby, would you like to spend some time? You look so fine. I can't let you leave without my blessing. I can't let you leave without my blessing. No, I can't let you leave without my blessing. I can't let you leave without my blessing. So yeah, those are the songs of the week, and that's pretty much it for me today. Next episode comes out next Thursday. It will be pre-recorded though because I'm going on a little vacation um, to California. I'm so excited. I'm going to California in Las Vegas because I made a joke to my dad that I wanted to go to Las Vegas for my 21st birthday. Um, and since we usually do like a family dinner for my birthday and stuff like that. We just decided to not do a family dinner and go to Las Vegas. <laughs> but yeah, don't forget to follow me on my socials. My personal Instagram is at it's Michelle Diaz. And then the podcast Instagram is at the 20 somethings pod with the 20 being the two and the zero. And I'll see you all next Thursday. Bye. <laughs>